Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner-Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. Noel T. Manning the second here, Mallory Moore the first. Yes, over there. I'm the first. How are you, Mallory? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm lying a little bit. You know, a <laughs> little under the weather. Yeah. A little bit of that gunk just kind of mm-hmm. hanging on me, but it's okay. I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. Uh, we're here to talk Oscars. Um, I've actually already given my picks. I did that with uh, Jay Forey, our blind movie critics. But uh, so I thought this would be your show today, Mallory. I'm going to get All your right. picks, your thoughts uh, about uh, Oscars. That is uh, okay. the Academy Awards coming up on Sunday night, yep. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, ABC TV. Uh, you can expect uh, a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, Cool speeches. You can you can expect political speeches. Probably will Definitely. come out of this. That that typically always happens, and also the red carpet. You know how people are dressed: best dressed, worst right. dressed. All that stuff is, is part of it. And then musical numbers sometimes um, are interesting in, uh, in the Oscars uh, as well. Always a lot of fun. Uh, this is the uh, the grand poopa of all award shows, the Super yeah. Bowl of award shows, <laughs> and it's the reason that uh, people wait all year. Um, we talked a little bit, I think, a little bit last week that um, that many uh, Oscar films um, that pop up in that you know top nine category, uh, top ten category, depending on what what happens each year in the Oscars, um, there are movies there that people don't typically see until right. Oscar time. So, what yeah. what are your thoughts on uh, on that, and what how do you feel that, that does that make you interested? As just a consumer uh, of films, whenever you see things that that are getting recognized, you're like, huh? Yeah, I think it's it's always different between the movies that are just really crowd pleasers and they're going to make a lot of money at the box office, and you know, for whatever reason, they're just interesting to the mass general audiences. But then there are others that are. Um, you know, they're still very well made, very artistic, um, and definitely worthy to be nominated or even win. But for whatever reason, they're not, um, there's not as well advertised, you know, maybe the studio spends more money mm-hmm. advertising those yep. to the voters rather yeah. than to the, the mass audiences. But I think that this, the Oscars are a chance for, you know, these films that haven't gotten a lot of wide consumer attention to be noticed. Um, Things like, um, I'm looking at the list here, like Lion. I don't think I had heard of that until I, you know, was paying attention to the Golden Globes um, back in January. And I thought, huh, that that looks really interesting. So, you know, it's not that people aren't going to like these films that are, you know, a little more on the artistic side. It's just they don't... um, they don't get as much attention from the the general audiences right. because they they're more focused on getting the the votes and the yeah. nominations. So. Yeah, th- these are definitely not the uh, for the most part. These are not the tentpole films that uh, studios spend the money on to to hold up every other film. These right. are the ones that get held up. But I mean, mm-hmm. what I mean, they get supported from those blockbusters. Um, right. You know, in the summer uh, and even right around Christmas time. Um, you know, the Star Wars kinds of films, the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. kinds of films, the Transformer kind of films. Those are the ones that uh, they cost a lot to make. Uh, they spend a lot of money to promote, but they ended up end up ultimately making enough money uh, and even more at the box office, especially the global box office. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why uh, sequels and prequels and the franchise films and the spinoff films 
those are all really huge uh, during the summer and during that Christmas season. And there are some exceptions to the rule. I mean, right now we're faced with um, the preseason, the summer preseason um, happening earlier and earlier. And next week, Logan launches. And yep. uh, you know, that's kind of, we think, is that final installment um, of the uh, X-Men franchise with uh, the Wolverine mm-hmm. and uh, Professor X, as we know it, with Patrick Stewart. Uh, and Hugh Jackman, so we 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 feel like this is the final. Yeah. Um, but but you know, never say never. I mean, yeah, enough, never enough, <laughs> enough money can pull somebody out. But um, the uh, I've talked to uh, several who have already screened that film, and um, I had a screening for it. I wasn't able to attend it because of the conference. But the uh, the early buzz on it is it's uh, is quite amazing, and it uh, it does what superhero films should do. And um, it, it takes it into a realistic, as realistic as you can be with superhero films. But it really does follow a story of like, okay, when, when all superheroes, uh, you know, come to that uh, point in their lives when hmm, things are changing, yeah. how do they deal with that inevitability of, of change and, and what that means for them? And that's R-rated, so it's uh, adult from that standpoint as well. But that's opening next weekend. And uh, we will be talking uh, a little bit about about that uh, next weekend. We've got an interview actually set up with Marco Beltrami, who is the uh, composer for that film as well. And that will be uh, we'll be having that going on next week. But yeah, uh, the preseason is backing up. You know, we've had yeah. the preseason in April for the summer. Now it's in March, early March. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what uh, what unfolds uh, with that. Uh, but. But the Oscars, it is the time to recognize those that are not always on the big, big radar, right. folks. But it also mm-hmm. ends up making some money for some of these. So uh, let's talk yeah. about, uh, did you want to share something else? Well, yeah, um, I think it's interesting that you, you know, you call it the the Super Bowl of award shows. Um, I started watching the Oscars and paying attention to them in middle school or high school. And I think it's just because, you know, I was the the awkward kid that really didn't understand sports and I was just totally bored by sports. So I wanted something, you know, to watch that would, you know, get me excited. And I always joke to myself, okay, this year I'm going to watch the Oscars like my parents watch football. So I'm going to, you know, hoop and holler and yell at the screen when my favorite doesn't win or whatever. So, um, good analogy there that it's like the the Super Bowl. Let me ask you, uh, talking about watching the Oscars growing up, were there any um, films or filmmakers that you had really never heard of until the Oscars that you ended up becoming a fan of or ended up saying, okay, I'm going to go watch that now, or I'm going to watch more about from this filmmaker now? Not that I can think of, not filmmakers that I actually saw winning, because yeah. I think for the most part, um, they were you know, movies or filmmakers that I at least vaguely heard of. Um, but I think what it got me into was watching some of the older movies and, um, looking at the work of older filmmakers that had won from the past, because it just got me interested in, you know, the first couple years of the Oscars and all the movies that have won, um, awards since, you know, we've been having these award shows. So that was kind of the effect it had on me there. Well, I remember um, as a freshman in college um, having an Oscar party, hosting an Oscar party at my house, and uh, that was the same year that I took a um, like film 101 or film appreciation class um, mm-hmm. as a college student. And I remember, 
um, getting a whole deeper appreciation for what the Oscars meant right. during that time period. And I looked at it through a, a whole different lens, mm-hmm. and um, it, it really um, woke me up. I and mean, I remember back in high school doing the same thing, understanding why the Oscars mattered. But but then to take a film class and to, to learn about pre-production and post-production and, mm-hmm. and all the elements of things that go on with that and why all of these technical awards and these behind-the-scenes people matter right? and to the extent of what they matter – um, I remember watching um, Daniel Day-Lewis win uh, as best actor for My Left Foot. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, not having seen that film, um, but being very intrigued. And then, you know, little was, was I to know that just a, a few years later, I'd be working, you know, on a film where he was the star and then get a chance to spend time, you know, in between takes chatting with this guy yeah. who was just brilliant, a, a brilliant actor still. But to have been a college student and, and, and see him on screen and then, mm-hmm. you know, a few, few years later, you know, hanging out, um, you know, sitting under a tent, eating, you know, eating food with the same guys <laughs> like, wow, this yep. is pretty, pretty amazing. And, um, and then you but then you realize they're just regular people. Yeah, you know, that's just their job. They're just doing their job and their mm-hmm. jo- job just happens to be acting as somebody else um but but they're just regular people and you know once you kind of take them off that pedestal and realize hey they eat just like you (laughs) you know they may eat a little healthier than you they may be a little more active than you but sometimes maybe not um it does put it into perspective it's that they're they're really they're no different than you they just have a job that that puts them in the limelight uh, a little bit more well, let's talk about um, some of these uh, these biggies. Uh, let's talk about okay. the uh, picture of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are nine nominees. Yeah, um, it seems this like year. quite a lot. Yeah, you know, used to mm-hmm. you'd have a top four, top five, mm-hmm. but then they started um, having this weird sliding scale, and it's not a um, it's not a top ten or a top nine or a top eight. It just depends on, on how votes come in. Mm-hmm. It's a weird calculation. I wish they'd just say, here are our top ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here are our top ten. But they don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this year we've got a top nine uh, for the Oscars. So yeah. uh, what's your pick? What's your prediction for who you think is going to win and why? Well, um, I haven't seen, you know, all of these. But I think the film that's been getting the most attention, both from general audiences and from, you know, the voters and critics, is La La Land. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting, um, that, cause it, it is a musical, um, and it's been, I think 15 years since a, a true form musical won. Wow. I think it was Chicago was okay. the last one that, that won best picture. Um, and you know, there's a wide variety of genres here. We've got historical pieces, um, sort of biographical type things and right. then adaptations, um, and some original things, but you know, I, La La Land seems to have something, you know, um, that kind of ties it all together. I mean, it's got so many nominations. Yep. It's got 14 different nominations. So it's got, you know, the good cinematography, yeah. g- good songs that are seeming to catch on and mm-hmm. um, selling, the soundtrack is selling. Um, and then also good uh, actors, a good cast that people recognize yeah. um, and they want to see um, Emma Stone um, and uh, Ryan Gosling, you know, they're people people recognize them mm-hmm. um and you know they're they're good actors but people yeah. will want to come see them so i think i think for the best picture la la land might yeah. um 
might take the cake there. Yeah, and, and you know, you really you hit on something. There's a variety here of, of films. Um, you've also got sci-fi mm-hmm. with Arrival, and then you've got kind of a modern-day Western yeah. um, with uh, Hell or High Water, and then you've got a stage play turned into a film yeah. with uh, Denzel Washington's Fences, and, um, and then you've got a war epic uh, mm-hmm. with Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge. So, yeah, it, it is... Uh, it's, it really is a, a variety um, of, 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 of so many different genres of films. I mean, you know, comedy and, and horror are probably the only things that aren't popping up as far yeah. as uh, uh, up for uh, up for grabs uh, this go around because the the Hacksaw Ridge could easily be uh, uh, an action film mm-hmm. when you look at it as well. Right. So La La Land is your pick for uh, your prediction for best picture and the Oscars. Uh, that's actually my prediction as well. Yeah. What about the best director category? All right, best director. Um, I I kind of had to do some research here and see okay. what other people were um, predicting because I didn't really have a a preference or a choice on my own. But it seems like again, um, La La Land is definitely in the running for that. But also uh, Moonlight okay. with, um, for Barry Jenkins as the director. And I think some people were kind of saying, you know, if Moonlight doesn't win Best Picture, this is kind of going to be its comeback category with. Um, with Barry Jenkins there. And I think, um, let's see. Yeah, there's one, two, three. There's five different nominees here. Um, so not you know quite as much division as right. in the Best Picture category. Right. But it seems like um, Moonlight and La La Land yeah. definitely in the running there. Yeah, uh, La La Land's getting my, uh, my pick for this. Uh, I think that, uh, I think Damien's going to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's between those two. Uh, that's, that's where it's... Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a two-person race um, yeah. right now uh, for the best director. Uh, best actress. Let's look at the best actress category. All right, best actress. Well, when I looked at these, I was thinking, you know, it seems like Natalie Portman might have a chance because I think anytime you have a role that takes that much um, preparation and research and get, really getting into it, because um, she's nominated for Jackie, so obviously... Um, having to research the life of a real person, kind of look at their, their quirks, their mm-hmm. personality, yeah. their habits. Um, but she was, she also won, um, Natalie Portman won for black Swan several years ago. And right. I think some people are saying, you know, that might kind of deter people from voting from her. So I'm not sure. I think she definitely, um, would, you know, be deserving of it with the work she put into that film. But I also think Emma Stone definitely has a good chance. And I think um, Emma Stone for La La Land actually might take the Oscar there. Yeah, yeah. Jackie was, um, Natalie Portman was my favorite. She was absolutely uh, amazing. The movie itself was was very quirky. Yeah. um, Very different. And um, as a movie, it did not not work for me as a movie. Mm -hmm. But she was she was in- incredible. Uh, you know, Golden Globe surprise was uh, Illabel Hubert for uh, Elle. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, Emma Stone. Um, it, it looks like all the momentum is heading toward La La Land right mm-hmm. now because it is such a, a fascinating movie um, from top to bottom. Right. And uh, anytime you have a movie that's that's got fourteen nominations, you know it's, it's probably not going to win all of them. Mm-hmm. But um, but from the technical standpoint, um, it, it's going to be pulling out some. Right. Uh, it, it's not going to be shut out. If, if it mm-hmm. gets shut out, that'll be the biggest surprise for me at all. Yeah. But uh, I, I think, uh, to me, if I if I had to put my money on one thing for La La Land to win, 
and nothing else, I'd say probably best picture. Right. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm not counting out uh, Emma, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, she also put a lot of work into this role. I didn't know she could sing yeah. um, and dance. And I heard someone was telling me also that... Um, that Ryan Gosling learned to play piano yeah. for, which is amazing. I had to take some lessons for, you know, my music minor here and I could never really get the hang of it. So, um, you know, it's just amazing. They, um, both of them, right. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone put all that work into, you know, brushing yeah. up their musical skills, dancing talent, uh, for this film. So. Yeah. Yeah. It really is incredible. I mean, that shows the dedication someone has to, to take on, um, something that they're not that comfortable doing and finding a way to do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, a, a good actor uh, or actress will will say, hey, you know, sure, I'm maybe not, don't know a lot, a lot about uh, music or singing, but I'm going to figure this out. But that's, you know, they'll, that's the thing when, you know, when it's something you really want to do, you'll figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll do all that you can to, to make it work. Best Actor category for the Oscars. I'm Noel Manning. That's Mallory Moore. We're talking uh, Oscars and uh, Mallory's predictions for uh, for this year's Oscars taking place Sunday night, 7 p.m. ABC TV. Mm-hmm. So for the the Best Actor in a Leading Role category, um, I think it's going to go to Denzel Washington. Okay. Um, you know, just even from the watching a couple scenes from it from the trailers, you can really tell. Um, it's just a unique kind of acting there that requires a lot of emotion, you know, concentration, a lot of sincerity. So I think that, um, Denzel Washington might take the best actor. Yeah. And and I I think, uh, you know, so far during award season, uh, Casey Affleck's been the, the, the one that's been kind of steamrolling through. Yeah. And, um, when I watched, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Not a big fan of the movie, uh, and honestly, really? not a big fan of him huh. in the movie. I, I, honestly, I, when I wrote down notes, I wrote down not very good acting. Yeah, um, because it was very flat. There was not a lot of uh, character growth in it, um, hmm. and he was pretty just. He was pretty static the whole time, and yeah. uh, I, I didn't see a whole lot. There was one scene where you got kind of this flashback of what he used to be like. Right. But for the movie itself, it was just it was just very, very solid, just nothing to get mm. excited about. And yeah. um, I, so I was really surprised, um, really surprised to, to see the love that, that he was getting uh, getting for this. But um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't normally get just kind of surprised with acting. I mean, I, I can usually say, okay, I could see where somebody would go that way. But I've watched it again, and I still, I'm just not not impressed yeah. with it. But uh, he's been getting a lot of love. And it's got the film as a whole, Manchester by the Sea, has six nominations mm-hmm. at the Oscars. And I don't think I picked it out for any of my predictions. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, let's go to uh, Best Supporting Actress. All right, Best Supporting Actress. I My prediction here is... Viola Davis. She has been, she's had two nominations in the past for The Help and for Doubt. Um, I think either one of those she could have went, uh, won. But I think this year definitely uh, she really deserves it for her role in Fences. Um, again, same thing with Denzel Washington's acting in that movie. Just a lot of emotion, a lot of sincerity. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really getting into the mindset of a character and thinking what have they been through 
and how do I portray that? Yeah. So. And, and the studio has really pushed her as a supporting actress mm-hmm. instead of a lead actress, which right. is interesting because mm-hmm. uh, in the film Fences, she has as much time as Denzel. Yeah. Uh, but but they uh, they ended up um, she ended up getting yeah. nominated as best supporting mm-hmm. and that can make a difference definitely um, I remember reading that for the film all about Eve the mm-hmm. two the two lead actresses in there were both nominated for the leading actress right. uh, award so that kind of ended up splitting the vote so definitely can make a difference what category you're in but yeah. I think uh, Viola Davis definitely has you know the the spot here. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hope she wins. I really like her a lot. I like her yeah. style a lot as well. Uh, best Supporting Actor category. Best Supporting Actor. I am guessing Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Good job on and, the name. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of do a double take there, make sure I was pronouncing <laughs> it right. But um, he had he was in two films this year that got some recognition. Um, he's in Moonlight, which he's nominated for, but he also was in Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe, you know, just for the mere fact that he had such two, uh, such good roles in two really, uh, quality films, um, I think that might kind of give him the edge, but also, again, I haven't seen Moonlight, but looking at the trailer, um, another role that requires a lot of sincerity, a lot of, um, um, getting into character. He's an amazing actor. And I think, um, I think we've only just begun um, to to see what's uh, well, I, th- I think we're just touching the the tip of the iceberg for what he's going to be offering mm-hmm. us in the future. I really do. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him until uh, these two films, um, Moonlight and Hidden Figures. So I'm excited to see what his next role will yeah. be. Yeah. Well, it, it's you know once you get that uh, Oscar nomination, it, mm-hmm. it it increases your uh, marketability tremendously, and then if you get a win, even more so. So yeah. uh, for all of these, we know that over the course of the next five years, we're going to be seeing and hearing from them a whole lot more. Uh, we know with Octavia Spencer a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, when she got her Oscar, you know, she's had chances to do all sorts of things, and right. she's done a lot, and she's chosen uh, films that have gotten her recognized and then mm-hmm. other films just because she wanted to do them. Yeah. And it's nice. I'm sure it's nice for that, for actors to have yeah. that option there. Yeah. So. I mean, she's done, um, you know, she's, she's been in, uh, the, uh, divergent film series, mm-hmm. uh, but yet she shows up and gets a, a nomination again this year for, yeah. uh, for the movie, um, hidden figures. Right. Uh, and I think the big surprise for me for hidden figures as far as who did not get nominated was Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. uh, who was really, in many ways, to me, the the kind of the the star, star of that, yeah. and uh, and she did not get a nomination. Uh, I never do say that people get snubbed. Uh, you hear people talk about Oscar snubs, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, because I understand from someone who votes, you can only vote for so many, right? And um, you know, many times it really is up to the studios to make sure that you are considering these folks. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that push the movies out to you. Right. They're the ones that say, when watching this film, please consider this person mm-hmm. for this. And so, uh, you know, I, I blame the studios maybe for not pushing that out enough. And Hidden Figures was one of those movies that I think, honestly, the the studio did not push as much as they should have. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I really do. I, I think it got a lot of recognition when it was released, but it was released, uh, you know, um, at, at a time that was uh, right at the 
I guess, uh, the Martin Luther King time period mm-hmm. as far as the Martin Luther King weekend and then thinking about Black History Month. So it got recognition there from audiences. Right. But it was not, as, as somebody who was voting, it was not really pushed that hard mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And um, But it was well worth checking out, and uh, and we got a chance to watch it as a, as a, a film class, yes. too. So I'm glad we did. All right, any others that you want to make sure you mention before we wrap up? Any other categories? Let's see. um, Cinematography, I think, will probably go to La La Land. Um, Animated feature film, I'm guessing Zootopia. Okay. You know, with its sort of uh, political uh, background there. And then also writing original screenplay, I think, is going to go to La La Land as well. Awesome. Awesome. Mallory Moore there, Noel Manning here, uh, Cinema Scene right here on Gardner-Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. As always, we do appreciate you spending time listening to us talk movies. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Cinema Scene USA, and you can uh, find us on Facebook as well. Uh, We've got to get a lot more active on that, not as active as I would like to be. Uh, but uh, active on so many other portals, but uh, but that's where you can find us. And if you want to send an email, info at wgwg.org, subject line, Cinema Scene. Uh, any other comments before you wrap up? Nope. <laughs> All right, the Oscars, that Sunday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on ABC TV. Check it out. We'll come back next week, and we'll see uh, how some of our picks went. Yeah. Uh, any other hot topics next week we're going to talk about? Anything on your mind that you want to make sure we cover? Um, probably just, you know, the box, looking at the box office again, maybe talking about how our predictions panned out with the Oscars and, um, upcoming, uh, theater releases and DVD releases. And we'll preview Logan, of course, as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning. That's Mallory Moore. And that is a wrap.